Hey, welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls. I'm your host. And this is my interview with Todd Cahill, take two. So <laughs> I'm going to bring Todd on. Todd, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, technology is awesome until it doesn't work right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so Todd, we, uh, you know, we're, we're starting fresh here. So let's talk about, um, start with where you were born and raised. Yeah, I was born in, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me, Ken. Uh, thanks so much for um, interviewing me and doing obviously what you do uh, to really inspire and break through walls and help people just really um, have the breakthroughs in their life. So it's always an honor to be interviewed and uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, I was actually born in Amsterdam, New York, and I know Kirk Douglas just passed away, but I was born in the same hospital that he was. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's, that's like the, but it's a small town of like 14,000 people. Um, in that area, we're known for gloves. So I'm I, I kind of born and raised next to a place called Gloversville, and that's where kind of gloves were, I guess, invented. I don't know, but they used to sell a bunch of gloves there years and years ago. But um, born and raised there until 18 years old, um, went to private school, then public school for sports, got a Division One scholarship to uh, run track and also play basketball, um, and then went to college in the South. And that's kind of really where my adult life journey began, for sure. So you say you went to college in the South, like the South uh, Southern United States? Yeah, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, nice. I just talked to a buddy of mine, a doctor friend of mine. He lives down there. It's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, at Tennessee Temple University my first year. Then I transferred to Liberty University for a few years and played uh, – well, I was a decathlete, and then I also played college football. I actually walked on the football team. They were D1, AA, wow. and um, I was fast. receiver you there yeah there we go yep. And, yep. Um, and we played football i never even played football in high school so uh that that really was what made me a man um the two a days the you know around that camaraderie of my teammates and uh kind of hence my my journey began um from like the mindset and uh, the you versus you if you will that's awesome dude so you um you there's glow she's awesome she's in new york so, so you, you, um, you were in, in, uh, Chattanooga, which is by the way, I was just down there for the first time. I mean, I've driven through the outskirts of Chattanooga before, but I, I was down there a couple months ago for, for a couple of days and wow, what a beautiful town. Yeah. I haven't been there since, uh, 2000, but <laughs> wow. I'm sure it's nicer now, yeah. Well, the mountains are still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that beautiful river, man. I mean, it's just yeah. it's, it's just gorgeous. So, so um so you went to school down there and you you got did you graduate college? Uh no, actually no. I dropped out after my third year. Um okay. and then at, at Liberty, um well not really dropped out. I just kind of quit for a little while because of of, you know, money and stuff and Long story short, I gained so much weight muscle muscle wise yeah. that I wasn't as fast with my full scholarship. So they uh, cut that scholarship, and then I had to like wait a year to to get the scholarship for football. So I'm like, ah, I can't do this. So I actually was already involved in sales, and we we're marketing newspaper subscriptions to all the food lines and the Kroger stores. And I got I hated sales, but I started getting good at sales, or I thought I hated sales in the beginning because my parents were salespeople, and I said I'm never going to do what they did. But I started to do it. I was making like $100 in like three hours at a college student. So that could pay a lot for Papa John's and stuff at that time. So I got a couple of friends involved and we, we kind of built this big uh, kind of, you know, all over uh, Virginia, um, this newspaper kind of uh, thing where I would recruit people and had people working for me and um, just kind of focus on that. And then that kind of introduced me to the world of sales and entrepreneurship and, and not working for someone else. Wow. So, and when was that? What year was that? 2000, uh, 2000 to 2001, 2002. Yep. And then, and then after that, I got a call uh, from my old college roommate and he just got a job for John Maxwell. Obviously a lot of people on your broadcast have heard of John C. Maxwell. Yeah. Reading his books since I was a little kid, actually in Zig Ziglar's books. My mom was in Mary Kay. So there was always personal growth books around the house. 
And um, uh, Gabe Lyons, who now is a New York Times bestseller, was the vice president. And I was interviewed, um, and at that time I was blown up. I moved to Myrtle Beach. I was the director of the news in, or the newspaper there, and I was only 21. Bought a condo on the ocean and everything. And I was like, yeah, but I, but I was uh, pretty lonely in the fact that I didn't really know anybody. It was a snowbird area in Little River, North, uh, you know, South Carolina. So yeah. a lot of people came and went. So there wasn't a lot of community. So. I got an interview with John Maxwell. It was such a big deal. And I was interviewed when I was in South Carolina. He was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got the job over the phone. And I had a... Was it with John or with one of his... No, it was with a guy named Gabe Lyons. You should look him up. I mean, he would be an amazing person to interview. He is just incredible, massively. He's a New York York Times bestselling author now. Him and his wife, Rebecca, uh, just really mentored me and stuff. But... Um, yeah, he hired me and he was a Liberty grad. So that's where we hit it off. And he gave me a shot. He gave me a shot when I was like 21, 22. Yeah. And then I moved everything to Atlanta, Georgia. And the base salary was $25,000. So it was hardly anything. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't care. I wanted to be around, um, John's team. Um, I didn't even know what that looked like, but that's where, I mean, I can talk about like what that really made me become. Yeah. So, I mean, and yes, I definitely want to hear that, but I, I, my question for you would be, um, what, like, what were you hired for sales with John? Yeah, yeah. So he has a, at that time. And that was before it like was sold and he kind of rebranded. This is back in 2001, 2002. Um, I was uh, in charge of the simulcast division. So what was very interesting is, um, we, 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 when anyone that's watching this, it's like, you know, in sales or in business, what really connected my head to my heart was the fact that he, I would call pastors all across North America and Canada, and I would connect them to the business people in their communities. So John would speak leadership in Atlanta and it will be simulcast all across the nation, but he would get like Joe Gibbs of Joe Gibbs racing. Um, he obviously was a Washington Redskins Super Bowl coach way back in the day. Um, back then it was like Rudy Giuliani. Obviously Rudy was big because of September 11th. Um, yeah. And then we would have like uh, Ken Blanchard of the one minute manager and um, just some really big uh, Jack Welch. I know he just passed away. Jack was a huge hero of mine and he was actually a part of the simulcast. So what my job was, was to call pastors to help them host a Saturday event to bring in the business people in their community because sometimes business people don't want to really go to church and they're scared or whatever. They just don't really maybe are not really connected. So yeah. the pastors wanted to open up their church on a Saturday to a leadership conference all over the uh, country in Canada. So I became like the number one salesman. Uh, Mark Cole was my mentor. Now he's the CEO of the John Maxwell team, travels all over the world around with John. So it was a true two year process of me like learning how to really market something that I really did believe in. And that's where my journey of like leadership and how to, that anyone can become a leader and that you can develop into a leader that really kind of emerged in my life where I never really was a leader or thought like you had to be born a leader or something like that. So that was really that process of learning how that really worked. That's, that's incredible, man. So did you, did you ever like hang out with John? All the time. Yeah. He, he, he was, uh, this was way before he was really, really famous. In fact, um, at that time, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership just came out and a couple of years prior, and I think it just hit a million sales and he was all, he was always traveling all over the world. I've traveled sometimes with him, uh, yeah. putting, and, and then we did a catalyst event at Andy Stanley's church. That's the church I used to go. That was an amazing event for 40 year olds and under uh, pastors all over the country. So I was involved in Catalyst. I was involved in the, the max, um, the, the simulcast, uh, Maximum Impact. That was the name of it back then. So this, this simulcast, explain to me what, and I know you did a little, I just want to make sure I understand. So you're selling this to like my local church that we go to. You, yes. you talk to the pastor. Yep. He says, we're bringing John Maxwell into the church or no? It's a Yeah, it's- yeah we, we bring John Maxwell into the church via simulcast, via um, the oh. internet. But like he was, this. He live. Yeah, like this. It was like, this is before really podcasts. And I got you. Before like that day, like obviously now we have all this technology. This is back 2001, 2002. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a huge production. Um, I would kind of guide the pastors also to profit from it. Not in the pastor, but the church. Uh, the church right. make a profit. 
to help fund their ministry. Yeah. Uh, so they really had the heart of the nonprofit there, uh, developing leaders in the community, bringing the business leaders that wouldn't go to church. Maybe they're afraid of it. Maybe they're afraid of leaving God or spirituality or something, but it would make, it would kind of open up that community on a Saturday, not a Sunday. Um, yeah. so that the, uh, the lay people and the pastor could really meet the business community, all the business owners in the local area, all across North America and Canada. It was pretty, pretty amazing. Some of those business people need to be afraid of God. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, so, um, wow. So you, um, that's pretty, and it was all over the U S you were doing this. Yeah. So I was based in Atlanta. Um, it was the only corporate America job that I've ever had sitting at a cubicle. Um, this is where I learned my work. Banging the, banging the phone. Yeah, this is what I read about my book, You Virtue. It's like, there's this thing, Mark Cole, I have to credit him this. Mark Cole, you can look up. He's now the CEO of the John Maxwell uh, team. I couldn't go home. So check this out. I, I couldn't go home. I had to show up 8 in the morning, and I couldn't go home until I made my uh, 50 dials. So I'd have to call 50 pastors, and I'd have to speak to 20 people a day, minimum. But that was my kind of KPIs or my high payoff activity. So it kind of got me, when I entered the world of network marketing, that's what got me my work ethic. That's what got me my base. You know, I was so afraid of this thing, you know, the phone. Um, you know, we had obviously the, the, the old fashioned phone back then. And that's where I started learning communication and sales. And, but I was so enthusiastic about the vision, but I was only making 25,000 a year and maybe 5,000 a year in a bonus. That's it. So it wasn't like I was making a ton of money. I was broke. I was living in a, you know, an apartment, uh, but I love what I did. And the learning experience of being around all those amazing people was like, it was like all-star weekend every day for two straight years. I mean, it was pretty phenomenal. That is incredible, man. Yeah. Wow. So do you, do you have John's cell phone number? Uh, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And I have uh, all those guys. And That's um, awesome. One of, one of the top guys back then actually became my book agent. And um, one of the top salespeople then actually, um, you know, got me a, kind of a, helped me get me a publishing deal and, and um, you know, kind of opened up the, the doors many, many, many years later. That's an unbelievable story in itself there, but still have a lot of those relationships. But it really launched my whole business and my whole career as, as an entrepreneur and as an author and speaker. And, and you know, kind of the, the heart of this show is, is, you know, teaching people like that if you hang in there, man, it'll come through. I think that we live in a microwave society where everybody wants everything right now. We see Ty Lopez hanging out in his garage with seven Lamborghinis and 14 chicks in bikinis. And, and, and it, it creates this whole, uh, and I shouldn't pick on Ty, but, but uh, it's, it's all over Instagram and everywhere. Right. And and it, it creates this whole thing of, instant gratification and you know i'm 51 years old dude i've i have paid some dues in life and and it takes time so what you're saying is and and i want everybody to hear this because there's an an underlying message here you were making twenty five thousand dollars a year plus maybe a few grand in in bonus money And most people would be really complaining about that, really upset. How do you live on $25,000, right? But you were looking at it from a totally different perspective. And I love this about you, man. You were saying... This this is this is way better than a college education, like yeah. way better, thousand times. Way better, way better. Right. I was hanging out with uh, I'll drop one name, Michael Abershoft. I don't know if you uh, you go to any Barnes and Noble now. His book came out. It's your ship. That book changed my life, and he was a Navy um, commander in chief um, of one of the Spokane. That what it was called. But I got to hang out with. I mean, he, he looked like he looks like George Clooney tall, good looking. I mean, I used to travel around with him and he was, he won the Pacific award of the number one Navy ship in the world. And it was the worst ship and it became the best ship. And wow. you know, I, I was hanging out all these leaders and, 
and you know the the the, the Jack Welshes, uh, like I said, who just passed away. But I was, you know, and I'm from near Schenectady, New York, and that's where he was the yeah. chief of General Electric. So like everyone loved him growing up, and I got to hang out with him in like 21, 22 years of age. Um, so I mean, just like, and I was so blessed that you know I've always been like. Um, you know, kind of always, you know, obviously guided by God. I know God, and I always knew I had big things that God was going to do with my life. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I know, I know your show is very limited on time. I could tell you, you know, so no, 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 it's not. We have an yeah. hour, and and yeah, the internet, man. I mean, I, I've attempted suicide twice in my life. Um, I've been wow. on depression pills, anxiety medications. Um, you know, I, I've also gone through a lot of different, you know, divorce and you know, homeless and, you know, making millions, losing millions, you know, so, you know, uh, but it's all great. You know, I'm 39 years old now, uh, happily married, three beautiful kids. And, uh, but it's definitely not been easy at all. But because of that training, I never gave up. I'm relentless. I'm beyond driven. And no matter what life throws at me, I always get up like a cat, you know, and, and, and get back on my feet again, because I've been around all that association because I've seen the other side. I know what the other side is, it, 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 and, I'm a, and I just don't think like most people. I'm never thinking, I don't have the money, or I'm broke, or right. life sucks. Like, I always think, okay, I had some dark times, but I knew that I can get over it with the right association, the right mentorship, and the right coaching. And I've had a coach now for 14 years, and now I am a, I've been a coach now for 17 years myself and a transformational leadership coach for five. So it's like... I'm now like paying it back, paying it forward because of all the hard times that I've been through. It's been, it's been pretty crazy ride. And that's, uh, that's so important to be number one. It's important to have a coach. Number two, it's important that your coach has had some, some hard knocks in life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. Like they can relate. Yeah. They can relate to a lot of the people. Yeah. That yeah. You got to be able to relate yeah. how to, how to climb out. How to climb out of the bucket of crabs? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, wow, man, you have you have worked side by side with some unbelievable people that mentored you, that taught you, and 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 what I love the most about this story is this. And and John Maxwell, I know he talks about it. Zig Ziglar's talked about it. Many, many, many great people have talked about the time of planting, the time of gestation, the gestation period, and then the time of harvest. There's right. always those three elements in everything that we're doing. You're planting seeds, you're waiting on it to, to, to do its thing, grow, right? Yeah. And then, then you get the harvest eventually, yep. but not always immediately, right? No. So you put in the time, you put in the effort, you were working for basically free, I mean, 25 grand, you might as well be working. Yeah, just keep it. I, I'm uh, Just feed me once in a while. The story gets better, though. Are you ready for the, the rest of the story? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I wrote it in my book. So here's, here's what happened. Your audience has to hear this story, okay? Yeah. Um, so I was in Walmart, and this is years ago, and I saw a book, and it said, How to Be Like Mike. And okay. the author was Pat Williams. Yep. And this is an amazing story. You guys are going to flip when you hear this. Um, it changed my life. And anyone could, could have done this. So I read the book, and I was still 21, really, really in shape, and still had a desire to, to make the NBA. And because uh, I played college basketball, and I want to get back to baby basketball, go back to school. Um, so I read the book, and I was two years in working for John. And then at the end of it, I called the number in the back. It was a four of, it was a Florida number, Orlando. Yeah. And I call the number and I leave a voicemail. And then back then it was payphone. So the Pat Williams of the Orlando Magic, still today the vice president who, who basically uh, drafted Shaquille O'Neal, Dr. J, played for the Philadelphia Phillies, has like 17 or 21 children. Yeah. Most of them are adopted. Calls me while I'm moving my friend on a Monday, no, a Friday, and leaves a voice note. So I didn't pick up because I didn't know it was. And says, hey, I'm, I'm back in town on Monday. Call my assistant and we'll fly you to Florida and we'll talk. About what? I I, I don't know. So, uh, so hold it. We'll fly you to Florida and talk. No, I had to pay for my flight. Um, oh, okay. Come down to Florida. So I, I, I bring my friend. We fly to Orlando. Zig Ziglar is at the church because he was in uh, the same church Pat Williams goes to. 
And he's, he's from Texas, but I think he was traveling um, while he was alive. And then I sit at church. So I meet Pat Williams and his wife at church. I'm sitting at one of the, the churches there. Then he takes me to Sam Steed's restaurant, and he spends six hours with me. Six what? hours with me and Brian. And he looked me in the eye, and he said, Todd, why are you working for John Maxwell? Why are you not just becoming the next John Maxwell? So that's all in my book. I literally go back to Atlanta. I talk to Mark Cole, again, who's now the CEO yeah. right now, nowadays, and I quit. And I was the number one salesperson. I quit. Oh and, 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 I, and I go back to my home church in upstate New York. I put on a John Maxwell event by myself. I'm in the front news of the paper. And, um, and, and my church is very small. We blew up the whole auditorium. We had more people on that Saturday than we've ever had on a Sunday. I spent months promoting it with my youth pastor, Jeff. Wow. And, and that really launched my career. And then I went back to school and I got a scholarship to play college basketball again. So all because of the book, How to Be Like Mike. So it was uh, it was unbelievable. Dude, that is freaking amazing. Yeah. Holy crap. So Pat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't he's, he's, like famous. He's, he's like the man. He's like a legend. Yeah. He's, Dude, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. But all I did, the, the thing that your viewers got to understand, stop sitting around. Stop sitting around. Stop sitting around. Yeah. Pause. Call you like a book? You know, I think I don't. My email, my phone number is on my book. So uh, you know, call me. Hey, you need something? You know, now that I'm an author, best-selling author. Hey, it's all over the place. Email even Ty Lopez. For goodness' sake, I mean, it, you have access to anyone that you want. But a lot of people just don't do it. But I'm just not that guy. I just do it. Like I, I figure out a way. Uh, everything's figure outable. Um, and I just do it. I just, you know, if I want something bad enough, I go get it. And I don't that's, that's Marie Folio's book. We just got it. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. Absolutely. She's, Everything's figure outable. Yeah. She's amazing. Yep. So, so wow, dude. And, and I, I agree with you million percent. I'm connected to so many people. I've got Tom Ziegler and I talked on the phone last week, Zig's son. Like yeah. he's a good friend of mine. So is Julie Ziegler. And, and like, the only, not the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons that I'm connected to so many amazing, Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, I was texting yeah. with him yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, the only reason I'm connected to these people is because of what you just said. Take yeah. action, man. Don't, but, and, and let's talk about this because this, look, I can call Tom Ziegler. I you could call John Maxwell. You, I could call Mark Victor Hansen and Grant Cardone and all yeah, these. Grant Cardone, he was the first person that actually, so I emailed him my book and guess what? Grant Cardone right away emailed me back and said, Hey buddy, what's up, bro? You know, Hey, congrats, crush it. I'll read your book. I'm like the Grant Cardone. And I just, I Amazing. Got, he's emailed me right back and yep. he, not his assistant. Right. Yep. That's the kind of guy he is. And, but see, that's what I'm talking about is you're taking action, but you still, and, and I want this to be the point, the point that I'm trying to make here is you still have the conversations in your head. Like, oh man, I don't know if I should bother him. He, he may, you know, he, he might not answer. He might not ever respond, but you don't let that stop you. You do it anyway. No, Cause I look at myself as the next Greg Cardone. I, I have a healthy right. uh, self-confidence in myself. You know, I don't, I mean, none of these guys are that special. They just, they just, they just, they did the same thing I'm doing, and they just grew and grew and grew. And and Grant Cardone, we all see him now in the 10x. But 10 years ago, I think he was denied an interview, and it really ticked him off. And he started yeah. making, you know, putting all his money in ads. And every time you open up a phone, there he is now. So I mean, he became yeah. famous because he's like, he got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and car salesman. Then he turned into the sales person and then all of a sudden now he's the number one conference in the world and he gets the biggest celebrities and the biggest names now in vegas so it's just you gotta he, he, just like him he did the same thing uh yeah. you know, and john maxwell was a pastor of a church for 30 years and then now he's became the biggest thing in leadership because he just took action and he and he also developed a skill set and he loves uh, obviously to add value to people i mean it's just it comes from the heart of what you really want to do with your message not because of a, a narcissistic look at me or I want to be a New York Times bestselling. You, know, you got to do it obviously for the right reasons for it yep. to last long term. I think that's a really important part. There has to be a return on mission, not just a return on message or uh, investment. 
So yeah. it was a huge return on your mission that you, what you want to accomplish. Wow, man, this is a powerful interview, dude. I, I, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect, but like when I announced it last night and I had, we had Bob Donnell on there and, and, uh, Cin Cindy, um, Cindy commented on there. It, I'm like, wow, dude, this, this is going to be exciting. So let me ask you a question because I, you know, in my book, I talk about, you know, I've been homeless four times. I'm a recovered alcoholic and, you know, all kinds of craziness in my life. And, and, um, I never gave up. I gave up hope many times, Yeah, me too. but, but for some reason I never gave up. And, and, you know, there are people that give up and it's unfortunate and it's sad that they give up to the point of, of, you know, ending their life. And, and that's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, what about the people that are currently right now watching this, this stream or listening to this on a, their favorite podcast platform? And, and they're like, I'm at the end of my rope and, and I'm, I don't know what to do. I've done everything. My car was repoed. My, my, you know, everything is going to hell in a handbasket as, as the saying goes. What do you say to that person to give them some sort of inspiration, some kind of hope that that they can get through whatever it is they're going through? Um, I, I well, honestly, you, you, for me personally, you have to have faith. I mean, I, I um, you have to have faith in God. I, I I'm very, uh, I'm not. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian." I don't even know what that means nowadays. You know, I, I I'm just a believer. I think once you believe and you just know. Um, you can get through anything because we, you know, I, here's what I believe. I believe that we have 100% of the ingredients to be great. I believe that we each as individuals, because we're created, we can literally be the next Gandhi, the next Martin Luther King Jr. We could be the next Oprah Winfrey, okay? We can, all of us can. You know, we have yeah. every, every ingredient inside of us. But here's the thing, and I'm still kind of understanding why this is, but have you ever met anyone that's self-made? Never. There's nope. not been one person on this planet, including Jesus Christ himself, that's self-made because he had his father and he had 12 disciples. So yeah. we always need people to pull it out of us. So that's why I love what I do because my job as a coach is to pull it out of us subconsciously, but also consciously. So subconsciously is all of this thoughts and our, our emotional traumas and our baggage. You know, I've been sexually abused. I've been verbally abused. I've been physically abused in my life before I even hit the age of 15 years old. So I had right. a lot of trauma. There was a chip on my shoulder for years. That's why I think I was good in business for up until I had the whole, you know, suicide attempt. So I had to release that baggage. But at the same time, it's not just me. I can't do it alone. So I think sometimes, especially men, uh, feel like they have to do a lot by themselves. They have to be a provider. They have to crush it. They have to work hard. They got to be great dads. There's a lot of pressure. Not that there's not on women either, but there's a lot of pressure on men that they don't talk about. I mean, one out of four men have been sexually abused that they don't even say anything about. There's a Me Too movement, but what about the men Me Too movement? Because right. it's not just the women. So, and again, I'm I'm for women and I'm for men. I'm for humanity. I'm not like you know you know yeah. for humanity. I think women are just as important as men, and men are just as important as women. So we have to kind of just really come together, and that's where you know there would be a lot less suicide. There'd be a lot less depression. Um, when we all come together and we heal ourselves. And of course, we ask God for help. But a lot of people are like, I'll pray about it. I'll pray about it. But that's not enough. You can't just pray about it. And you might right. say, well, there has to be action. Faith without works is dead. So yeah. I can pray about it. I can feel better. I also need to hire a coach. I need to hire somebody to get that out of me. Yeah. Uh, if I really want to be successful, not just on the conscious side, but what about all the trauma, the emotional baggage that I bring to the table, anger, depression, anxiety? What do you do with all that? Well, you actually can heal it, and that's really what I show people how to do. But um, you can do it, uh, obviously, up until a point. Then you can have another human being help you to get up into the point, and that's where God can just take over too. So yeah. I think you know we have to – you know, God made trees, but men made houses with yep. trees. Yep. So it's really a partnership that we can't just meditate all day and pray and expect, you know – Oprah Winfrey's going to knock on her door and now we're a number one best-selling author. How cool would it be if she did? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like that because I didn't put any work in. <laughs> so. I know, right? I have sure. a client. Yeah, come on down. I, I have a client that's been on, she's been on Oprah four times. Oprah read her first book and loved it and invited her on. And yes. she tells a story. I had her on the show. It's Dr. Cherie Carter-Scott. She's the mother of coaching. And, and she said, um, she said the onslaught of book orders was so insane after being on Oprah yeah. and Oprah endorsing her book. She right. said the publisher literally called and said, we've, we've got to shut down our phones. We can't keep up. Like it oh, was bad. Man. I wish I had that yeah. on my publisher. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, Just yeah. get on Oprah, dude. It's That's all it takes. I know. So, so you know, you have, man, for 39 years old, I mean, you're, you're, you're 12 years younger than me. I, I am blown away by your wisdom, man. It's, it's, Thank it's you. incredible. It's incredible. A lot of transformational work on me. I, I've done so yeah. much work even last year, you know, going through different uh, transformational things myself. And I think as a coach, you're a coach yourself. I think yeah. um, if coaches don't get coached, Yep. they won't be very effective coaches. So I'll always have my own personal transformation coaches and things that I'm doing privately so I can put on the best face and just be the, be who I really am, but at, at the best version of myself, you know, all the time. Uh, you know, I love the, um, the transparency too, because there's, you know, Pam, Pam Aubrey just said, and I want to put her comment back on the screen. It's hard for young men. Now there are so few good role models for them. And I agree, but I also, and, and this isn't to, to I love Pam and, and she's brilliant, but you know, I disagree as well, because I think that it, it goes back to the biblical principle of seek and ye shall find, right? Yeah. You know, it, the, even in the Bible, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, there, there was a lot of bad, bad crap going on there. Right. Yeah. But, but there were some good people in there if you just right. look for them. And, and I think finding somebody like you find following people like you following people like me, like Grant Cardone, John Maxwell, people that, that are really out here trying to make a positive impact in the world is it's unbelievably important. So, so dude, like how long's your book been out by the way here, I want to show everybody. And my, my green screen is doing some weird stuff when I throw his his book up, just sorry, but there's, there's the book you versus you. Great book cover. I love that, man. Love the book cover. Brain. Yeah, show it. Yeah, there's, it a reason, there's a reason there's a brain on the cover because um, obviously the U-Virtue battle is right here. It's at the six inches between your ears. Yeah. Um, and then it's the 12 ways to kick your own ass and win. And I got to tell you, you know, my temperament um, has always been kind of, you know, a little edgy. And sometimes it doesn't always fit well with, with everybody. And then sometimes I've always kind of said, you know what, maybe I should change and just kind of be a monk, kind of just love everyone. But then I realized nobody takes action on that. So I, I do love people like Grant Cardone because sometimes it's either, or Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, you know, cussing and swearing a little bit, or Tony Robbins, you know, but you gotta wake people up. You know, you know I do wanna kick my own ass and win. Whether I'm a Christian or not, I got to wake up. You know, hey, my marriage is on the rocks. What am I going to do about it? You know, hey, you know, my finances suck. What am I going to do about it? Instead of just, oh, you know, you know, I don't want to hire this or I want to do that. You know, we have to really, um, you know, kick our own butt and win. And uh, once you can overcome, I'm telling you, the subconscious, great. Okay, let's say you're all healed. Let's say, okay, you've been all the abused sexually, verbally. Um, emotionally, you've gone through divorces, broken relationship. Let's just say today you're healed. Okay. Yep. And I'm making a really important point here. I want your audience to really understand this. Well, okay, great. You're healed. Okay, cool. But that doesn't mean, you know, you have, you, you can't, you don't, you got to still work. You yep. still have to put a roof over your head. You still have to have a mission. You still have to have a purpose. So we can meditate all day, but at the same time, we also have to kick our own ass and win. We have to look at, you know, our freedom, our success, our, our you versus our dreams, you versus your persona. Nowadays, that's ridiculous. I mean, young kids, that's why um, I want to talk to the inner city youth and talk about social media and how 25% increase of suicides happen between the age of 15 and 18 because everyone's faking who they are on social media nowadays. They are trying to live up to the edited 
uh, persona that they've created and it's not yeah. working long term. Um, so there's such a battle within ourselves, but if we can heal from the traumas, then we have no excuse. We can actually accomplish big things, massive things, become multi-millionaire. We, I mean, we live in a time now that every person should be making six figures a year, minimum. A hundred grand a year is a joke. It's $8,000 a month, $8,333 a month and 33 cents. So yeah. if, I, if I have a product that is $3,333 for a year service, I sell three of those a month, that's $10,000 a month. Yep. That's it. But people are giving 50 hours a week to a job they can't stand. 76% of people hate their job, yep. can't stand their job, can't stand the people they're around. There ain't no John Maxwell's at that job. There ain't no <laughs> Maxwell's at that job. But they'll do it for four grand a month before taxes, living in Southern California. They hate their life, contemplating suicide a couple times a year, but they can't come up with their own product for $3,000 and sell it three times a month and they're making 10 grand a month on their own working from home. But dude, the, what if they're afraid of sales? What if they, what about this one, right? Yeah. I mean, here, I, I, again, for anybody just joining, this dude worked for John Maxwell for how long? It was a few uh, years. Yeah, but here's, here's another funny part. I worked for him for two years. Okay. Then I wrote a vision six years ago that I'm going to share the stage with him. And I literally rocked the whole event with John on stage. Dude, what? In the back of my book. So, on, man. yeah, yeah, that was my dream. So I, I'm just a manifester. Look, I, I'm just, I, I'm so tired of people's excuses. I, I know, man. All the time, and they're amazing people. But like, I, I'm homeless, broke, come from Johnstown, New York. Uh, uh, went to a, a school of ten people in my class. Um, dropped out of college. Uh, 1.9 GPA. Um, not the smartest guy. Technology. I mean, I have to hire a team just to turn on my laptop. And um, I've made millions and millions of dollars. So everyone that says I don't like sales is ignorant. They're ignorant and they love sales. And they watch a great movie, Netflix. How many times have we watched The Ozarks or we watched a great show and we're like, blah, blah, The Office, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's sales. That's yeah. all at a low level, at a, at a low vibration. But what if you find a passion, a mission? a desire to do this and, and, and change humanity. It's not even really, it's, it's just your, it's your life work. It's not even wow. anymore. So I had to go from selling a product to my life mission. Like yep. John Maxwell, his life mission is developing leaders to add value all over the world. That's it. So my mission is to help people subconsciously so that they can perform consciously and, and basically heal from their emotional baggage with my partner. And with my uh, coaching partner, and that's what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, anyone can make more money. Anyone, and by the way, money does make you happier. <laughs> I mean, shut up. We are laying it down money today. You happier. It's not the only thing. 70% of couples fight every single week about money. <laughs> just, just make more money. Just stop. Everyone with this whole money doesn't make you happy. It does make you happy. Okay. <laughs> I love my 6,000 square foot home looking on the golf course, having coffee every morning. Yeah. Is it the most important thing? No, but I also know what it's like to be homeless. I'd rather be rich than homeless. Okay. Yep. So, you know, anyone can have abundance. You just have to know what you want. Dude. Amen. Amen. And amen. I mean, this is powerful. I, I was not expecting this. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, I wasn't, man. I, I, I was expecting it to be like, yeah, this is going to be a good dude because Bob said so. <laughs> but well, like, he's dude. Bob. He's such a great guy. Yeah, Bob's awesome. So, so wow. Okay. Let me get my thoughts together for a minute because I literally like, I, I got chills, man. I feel like John Travolta right now. I haven't even got started yet. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like a, a happily pissed person. Because I, I, I want to really help so many people, but I hear so many excuses over the years. And it's just the greatest people that could become the greatest people out there, but they have everything inside of them, but they're just not willing to take that next step and say, I need help. And that's another thing, you know, your audience, they, they, a lot of people have ego. And I love Dr. Wayne Dyer because Dr. Wayne Dyer had a massive, oh, massive impact on my life. My favorite. He is my favorite. He is, he is one of the greatest uh, treasures uh, of the next yeah. past hundred years. Yep. And, and it's ego and our egos are really, you know, edging got out. I get that. But our ego tells us we don't need help. 
Our yeah. ego says, don't ask for help. Don't ask for money. I had a friend uh, still to this day, amazing story. Ryan Lelf, look him up, Ryan Lelf. Um, and he had stage four cancer five years ago. Yeah, he was given two weeks to three months to live. I worked with him when I worked for John Maxwell and we're the same age. He had no health insurance. He had uh, three children uh, married and he had no money. So no health insurance, no money, married, not happily at that time, three children, gambling debts, all this stuff he did, bad choices. Um, stage four cancer. Wow. He calls me up and I say, we have to start a GoFundMe page. And he's like, that's a great idea. He wasn't even thinking about it. I just put that 1% awareness. I posted about it. He, he took that idea and raised $200,000 on his own. He inboxed everyone he knew. He said, he wasn't saying, I'm dying, please help. He did it professionally, but he was on a mission and it was his own survival. And he raised $200,000. Now, if he did not do that, he would have been dead four years ago. Dead. Wow. So someone says, I can't afford your coaching, Todd, or I can't afford to start this business. BS, BS, BS. Amen, amen, amen. Cancer. What are you going to do? Well, I don't want to ask for money, but you have stage four cancer. He was going to leave his three little kids and his beautiful wife for the rest of their lives, if he didn't wake up, have some balls, and go ask everyone he knew for money. Yep. And he raised 200000 got healed, completely healed himself in Mexico, comes back, gets it again, and then heals himself. And now he is a, a transformational coach. He's helping people literally heal themselves of their past traumas. He literally helped change my life a year ago in a dark situation I was in. It was my angel and got me to go to Choice University. I graduated three times last summer, and he totally changed my life a year ago to get me the idea that I have of what I'm even doing now with my clients. So don't tell me that you can't do something because I always tell people, you have stage four cancer, go. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, I've used the example of if you were sitting in, in, in jail, falsely accused, and you had to make bail and come up with 10 grand, you'd figure out a freaking way to do it. Like you would figure out a way to do it. So I, I'm with you, man. And, and again, I think that what makes you a great coach, me a great coach, what makes a great coach or a person, a mentor is somebody that's been through the crap, man. Yes. Been through the crap. And I want to bring up that you just said a year ago, you went through a dark time. I've been through them recent in the recent years, you know, that is life, man. And, and I think that people are, you know, we're looking for a, a mentor that we think is perfect and there's no such thing. Yeah. There is no such thing. Thank God. I talk about that a lot. Yeah. Exactly. We all have our thing. We all have our addictions. We all have our things that we're overcoming. But thank God for things like prayer and meditation. You know, anytime that I feel hopeless or or depressed, I just meditate. You know, I literally, you know, um, either through uh, guided meditation or still meditation because we also have a soul. So if we're always so busy, you know, everyone's so busy. Everyone, you know, I'm busy, 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 but they're busy at doing nothing. There, there, there's no, there's no goals of any of this busyness in American culture. But people go crazy. Like, I don't know if I can do that when I tell them to sit in stillness for 30 minutes. Like, just do nothing. Take your phone, get rid of the kids for 30 minutes, your spouse. Sit somewhere where you're not going to be interrupted for 30 minutes and just sit there. Yep. And see what comes up. Because the answers are already inside of you. And a lot of people right. are self-sabotaging themselves. That's why I wrote my book. And they don't even realize it. I, I, I have a whole chapter on meditation in my book. And, and I've done it for over six, 16 and a half years. I've meditated every single day of my life. I will not miss a day. It's the number one most important thing to me. And so get what he is saying, y'all, like for real. Because people have heard me talk about this, man. And I love the fact that you're talking about it. Yeah. And I, I also, look, I know Christians that are like, oh, well, wait a minute. What kind of meditation? What? What are you talking he, about? He it's meditated like, and prayed. He meditated and, and prayed. prayed for 40 days and yes. 40 nights in the desert. They just don't read their Bible. They're just like, I'm a Christian, but I never go to church and I never read my Bible. But my mom was a Christian, so I'm a Christian and I'm against meditation. 
they don't even know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, uh, anyway, dude, I, I love, love, love this interview. This is awesome. So it looks like you've got some clients on here. Melissa is on here. And nice. uh, Melissa's awesome. She's incredible. She's also an author. She's about to get her book out to the world. Uh, oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, yeah, one of my favorites. Well, dude, maybe, maybe we can have Melissa on my show sometime. We can interview her and promote yeah. her new book. She, you know, she's a mom with three kids, just had a newborn. Now, never made an excuse. Not that, you know, that she could have. I mean, she could have. She's reading her 10 pages the night before she even had her baby. She was reading books before, you know, she's just constantly growing herself and wants to do big things and, of course, loves being a mom. And I just love seeing women do that because you can have it all. You could be a great mom. You could be a great wife or husband, and you can have a business that's successful. You don't have to just be one or the other. Amen, man. Gosh. This is powerful. My wife's on here and we own a business together. We work together. We fight together. <laughs> you know too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just part of the deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you can work together with your spouse and then, you know, it's, you talk about meditation and patience and, uh, yeah. and we're now understanding that after three years of marriage with my wife. Yeah. It's been, it's been 10 years for us, man. And you know, you just have to, Look, man, I, I I've got all Gary. Gary V follows me on Twitter. I love the dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously I follow him. But like, you know, he, I, I mean, you just have to grind through some things in life, man. Yeah. Like you, you're not going to immediately have the answer. You're not going to be able to 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 call up Todd or Ken or even Grant Cardone and and immediately have the answer. It just doesn't work that way. Right. I I can I can talk with somebody and say, um, well, you know, maybe if you would start writing your goals down every day and some affirmation statements, write those down and some hey, hey, is there something you can focus on that you're grateful for? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll give your audience a big secret right now. You know, one of the things that have changed my life is there is one thing that anyone can do yep. if they're depressed, hopeless, going through a fight with their spouse and they want immediate results. You ready yep. for this, Ken? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Go to the gym. Yep. You hear that? Actually go work out. Just pause life, go lift some weights, go do some jumping jacks, go on the elliptical, put on your favorite show, just stop focusing on all your problems. Because after that workout, you're now like, oh yeah, what was my problem again? I'm telling you, yep. working out saved my life thousands of times, thousands. It saved my bad decisions, it helped me, okay, just take a, a, an hour away from the stress and, you know, you know, working out. Plus I'm looking good. Right. And so I think that's one of the things that God's given us is the, phys, is the, 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 the physiology. It like Tony Robbins says, change your state, change your life. Um, yep. I also see a lot of stress people that are overweight. They don't eat healthy. They don't even really put a lot of focus on their health. And right. I think that, you know, once you win the battle of your health, then I think a lot of other things, I mean, without health, you have nothing. So my number one proponent is mental health, yep. then the physical health, then the relationships and finances. But the other thing about women, women are so giving that they always are so giving to their families, their husband, their children or whatever, but they neglect, you look at nurses, a lot of nurses are just really overweight, they're out of shape and they're nurses because yep. they never have time for themselves. So I think if we can just kind of just have a real talk and be like, look, Am I really working out? Am I really meditating? Am I really loving myself unconditionally, doing the KPIs for me? Then I can serve others because if I'm not serving myself, of course, my cup is going to run empty, but I need to always pour into myself and read and get on this, you know, kind of podcast and learn all this stuff. Then I can give more. So there is situations where if life gets tough, stop the woe is me. Go to the gym. Well, I don't want to, you know, you know it's like, well, you got to have the desire to actually want to change. You know, you have to be desperate, you know, to want to really change. I, I and, and, you know, again, it, it's about having the right mentors and coaches. And, you yeah. know, I had <clears throat> I, I, a, the great gift and blessing of having Andy Frasilla on, on my show. Yeah. And I interviewed him. He actually, 
he get, he went over, he went an hour and seven minutes. And I was like, I, I was feeling guilt like, dude, but he kept going. I'm like, Hey, we'll go all day, bro. If you want to. So, but like, you know, he said at the end, towards the end of the interview, I said, I said, well, dude, I didn't even bring up 75 hard. You know why? And he says, yeah, now you have to do it. And he started yeah. laughing and I'm like, daggone it. And here I was, you know, 50 years older and, and, and overweight, not a ton, but 30 pounds, you know? And I was like, okay, you know what? I, I'll do it. And my wife and I both did 75 hard yeah. and completed it all the way through. Very tiny, small percentage actually does it all the way through. Yeah. And dude, it changed everything yeah. because I, 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 you know, first off, I, I was in the best mental shape of my entire life. Everybody's like, and I, I love the fact you're bringing up the gym thing yeah. because when you start, when you start here, here, I walk out, you know, I live in this neighborhood with all these doctors and people around. And I'm like, here's this fat old man, me walking the sidewalks of our neighborhood for 45 minutes every single day, twice a day doing workouts. And I'm thinking, man, they, you know, they're all going to call the police on me. Like something <laughs> like yeah. some fat old man walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But dude, it takes, man. I mean, I've done Ironman's marathons. I, you know, David Goggins, we're actually going to, you know, look to have him at an event that we're doing. And, and um, you know, he's, he's the, he's the guy, man. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like his little brother, man. I, I put my body through the hardest things and it just changed my mindset. No matter what I go through, I've done Ironmans and marathons and he does, you know, 250 mile races. So our mind and our body can do so much more than you think. So yep. um, now I'm 39. I, I, I you know, I, I've never looked better. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, I look better now than I did 10 years ago because I just eat right and I work out seven days a week. And it's part of my, it's part of beyond driven. It's part of the universe you and I'm the author of it. So I better, look the part and uh but i just love it and um i just have a passion you know probably the athlete inside of me is just like you know and that's what's crazy about these athletes they get all fat after they become like the greatest body specimen and they just get all fat after you know i'm not that way i'm gonna be in shape till i die i mean i'm, I'm not gonna be that guy with you know, a huge gut when i'm in my 50s or 60s i'll be I just, it's just not possible so I, I think that once you do something over over like you said 75 days what if you did it 750 days right it's just, it's just a mindset it's just habits you're going from bad habits to good habits anyone can start you know but even after a week of working out you're going to feel a difference you're going to look better and i'm married so you know at the end of the day like my wife still has to be attracted to me yeah you know, i gotta be attracted to her you know it's like yeah we might love each other unconditionally but hey I don't want to, you know, I, I like to be attracted to my wife and I, I want her obviously to be attracted to me when she sees right. me with the shirt off. So it's like, we have enough motivation. It's not the most important thing, but it just helps you just to have a very healthy sense of energy. You get obviously a lot of energy from it. This energy, this interview takes a lot of energy to, to pour into people. So it does. yeah, it's just, it's just part of the, 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 the to-do list is just have fun working out every day. See what you can do. Push yourself, push yourself. Dude, I think we should have you on once a week. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> uh, like you, you. Uh, first off, if if you guys don't all go out and get his book today, unfriend me and never watch this again. Like this, this is this is insane. I bought it. I bought it because I wanted to have a copy of it before you came on and 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 you know support you, man. And and I'm now I'm definitely reading it. I I love your energy. I love what you stand for. Um, I, I love, I love the, did you, I think you said I'm happily pissed off. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm happily I freaking off. love that, man. Yeah. I just made that up today. That's new. I, I yeah. love it. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's just like, when are people going to get, you know, I, I, I kind of end with this, I, I, you know, profound kind of thing. Um, David Goggins talks about this too, but I've always thought about this. It's like, we're all going to die. And I think through the, untethered um warrior uh, the untethered soul yeah. uh, the book by michael a singer changed my life i think it was chapter 17 or 18 he has a whole chapter about death and death should be the greatest motivator in the world and here's what's this is what i think is going to happen I'm not, I'm not kidding i mean uh, uh you can think whatever you want but i think that based on the parables of what jesus said when we go to heaven i think there's going to be two videos played Max, and the video is going to either be played of your real life, and God's just said, 
well done, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Or he's going to be like, take a seat. This could have been the life that you mm. lived if you actually had the courage, the desire. Wow. Everything I gave you, Todd, I gave you the ingredients. I gave you the opportunities. I gave you, but you said no. You said things like, Let, let's, go to the, let's go to the whiteboard. You said, I can't afford this. Remember that? Um, oh, you said, you, said uh, you, you didn't take action here. Remember that guy that came to your house and, I, and said that you, know, you said no to him? Remember that coach that you were almost this close to hiring? Yeah, look what you could have done if you hired him. You know, look wow. what you could have done if you actually said yes to that marathon. Well, well, I'm telling you, it's either going to be what you actually did or the life that you could have lived. And if you can just walk away from this interview and just say, enough is enough. I don't care if you're 51, 61. Some of my clients are in their 70s, 70s. Yep. And they're broke, but they're tired and they want change and they're, 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 they're done. You know, 70 year old is very motivated because they only have 30 years or less to live left. Yeah. So it's like, when are we going to wake up and finally realize how great we are? And then how Jesus said in the uh, New Testament, when the Pharisees were about to stone him, and they said, why? Well, he said, why are you stoning me? He said, because blasphemy, blasphemy. You say that you're the son of God. And then he says, don't you know who you are? He didn't say, well, I am, well, I am, well, I am. No, he said, Jesus, he said, don't you know who you are? And I, if God created us and we're creating his image, why are we living mediocre, piss poor, I'm broke, I hate my job, I don't like my spouse, I hate my marriage, I'm divorced three times, I'm, I'm not going to change, I'll just remarry and divorce again. You have to go to the end of your rope, go through transformation, figure out what the traumas that you have, let's help you heal them, and then step into your full power. You Dude, it's what, it's, I've been holding this because you're, you're gonna laugh. It's what this means right here by Grant Cardone. <laughs> I've got this little bracelet. I and and you know Grant's always like, don't be a little. You know, I'm not gonna say, but, but like it, it's the truth, man. I love what you just said about that. You're gonna see two different videos. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love, love, love that. Yep. Everybody on here is there's. Jen Law, she's she's a she goes to our church. She's an amazing oh. lady. Love her. Melissa says you need to write another book. I haven't even read the first one, and I agree with her. Oh. Yeah, it's already, it's already in the works. Yeah, I, I, dude, you're 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 my new best friend. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, that's the best movie <laughs> ever made. I watched it a hundred times. It's the best movie. That's okay. Yeah, any, okay, I'll just say anytime you're going through crap in life, put on Step Brothers. You'll be fine. <laughs> did you just did, were you were you playing my drums? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it, dude. So so um first, where can everybody follow you? Um just on Instagram, you know, Todd M. Cahill. Um, you know, because I everything's kind of from Instagram nowadays. So just Todd M. Cahill. What if they're not on Instagram? Then they need to get on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some Gary Vaynerchuk. Then, you know, where the hell have you been for three years? Uh, Facebook, uh, Todd Cahill. Um, and, um, you know, they could just go there. And, I, of course, all the links are in my bio and stuff like that to get a hold of me and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, if they want to get the book, it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble, Target, and Walmart. Um, but Amazon, I think, is the cheapest. I think it's like 11 bucks on Amazon right now. Wow, dude. I am so freaking surprised by this interview. I I, I, I just wasn't expecting. Well, Bob, Bob, Bob Dinell obviously didn't tell you too much because he saw me as a little punk 27-year-old uh, trying to recruit him into a MLM back oh, then. Uh, really? Yeah, but what happened was he doesn't know this, but when I went into his studios back in 2007, 2008, I was like, I want to do what he's doing. Because that's a huge, and I just really respected them ever since. And, uh, yeah. you know, we were connected by another great man, uh, Scott Christensen. So um, in uh, the Temecula area, which I, that's where I'm from. I lived there for 14 years. So yeah. um, Marietta and stuff. So, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, man, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Like, this, this has been incredible. I don't go back and watch many interviews that I do. I just don't, man. I don't have the time for it. But you know what? I think I'm going to make the time to, to.
could go back and and if you guys shared this out you get extra bonus points today and today only we're going to double your bonus points if you shared this out nice very <laughs> cool I just made that up. I, there's no bonus point. Like, my my, my uh, podcast drops next week, season two as well. So yes, that drops next week. Yeah, a new is it new? Yeah, season two. It's called. It's not out there. It's in you. It's all over Spotify and where podcasts are found. But it drops next week, season. Two. Yep. Awesome, dude. That's awesome. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Glad. I am so glad we worked through the the technical. Yeah. The yeah, technical issues. Yeah, I know, right? Me too. It's all good, man. Thank so thank you. And we will see you guys later. If you haven't shared this out, quit being selfish and share it right now. If you already shared it once, share it again. Everybody needs to hear this one. So thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys see later. You, thank Don't you. Don't so hang much. up on me yet, by the way. See you guys later. Sounds good.